over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. Yes, it is. Thank you for tuning in. We're here to try and assist you and help you with any question you might have about your house, home, castle, or cabin. I like to say as long as it's located in Arizona. But we've had a lot of longtime listeners move out of state. Last week, we got a phone call from a longtime listener who now lives in Nebraska. And he had a he listens to us by streaming, and he called the show with a particular question about a home in Nebraska. Now, folks, I've been building and remodeling in Arizona since 1972, ever since I got my driver's license. Uh, I've had the good fortune of first job was with Bill Jenkins' sprinkler system, and then I went to work for Dale Masetic uh, and his sprinkler system, then a Dave Dace painting services. Then I got a job with McGrath Builders, learned a lot with those guys. Then I went back home to South Louisiana for a year and worked with a construction company that was in very rural Louisiana. And they, there were four brothers and me, and they did everything. They dug the trenches for the plumbing and the footings. They laid the steel. They poured and finished the concrete. They framed the house. They roofed the house. They built the cabinets from scratch. They hung the sheetrock, taped it, textured it, mounted the countertops, did the plumbing, the electrical, the outdoor siding, everything. It was an incredible. I have been so blessed working with so many great tutors and mentors over the years that have kind of taught me the right and the wrong way to get things done. But the great majority of my construction working career has been right here in the great state of Arizona. We've built and remodeled restaurants in Wikiup, Arizona, uh, uh, homes in Flagstaff, uh, churches over in Eager, Springerville, and Nutrioso, homes down in Pima County in, in Tucson area, and, of course, just jillions of projects all through Maricopa County. So we started the radio program 30 years ago for you, the Arizona homeowner, to be able to call someone and say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. How should I proceed? So we thank you all for your listening loyalty over all the years. And we're here for you at one 767 48 to answer any question you might have about your house home castle or cabin sweet jennifer is here in the broadcast studio with me this morning romy is out at uh, my grandson remy's football game in wickenburg so there uh, he had to attend that couldn't miss that for sure and then we've got miss julia answering your call if you'll just dial one 767 4348 Auto attendant will answer, press 1, and you'll get straight into the studio. You can also text us at 411-923. I've got the screen open here and can answer your questions and uh, make sure you get the information you need. Very good. Let's. We've got callers uh, lining up already and holding. Let's see if we can bring Susan into the conversation. Good morning, Miss Susan. What have you got going on this morning we can help you with? Okay, am I the Susan that you're talking to? You're exactly the Susan I'm talking okay. to. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, from Julie, I got referrals for some arborists, 
but I have a sister who has been invaded by roof rats. And she has two dogs, so she's <laughs> leery about using poison. And I'm leery about the roof rats residing in her house uh, <laughs> because I can see them eating some of her electrical wires and burning her house down. Well, I wondered if you had any recommendations. Miss Susan, Susan, where, where, what general area does your sister live in? Well, I hate to say it, but she lives over in the San Joaquin Valley of California. <laughs> okay, that's all right. And she can't uh, find and no. she can't find anybody okay. that will deal with her rough rats. There. Okay, well that's she that's lives in a little unincorporated town. All right. Well, I will tell you this: I don't have anyone there I can refer her to. But the great thing is, roof rats are stupid. They really are, and they're slow. And Miss Susan, if you look on our website, there's um, under the topics, under the DIY topics, you'll find lots of good information about roof rats. And we've we've actually been hit by them before too. And we did. We also have a lot of dogs, so we end up just doing large traps. And it is kind of a gross job. But the things you just need to know how they live. They like to live up high. So if there's any kind of a wall, um, we actually had to cut. Um, away at the drywall and just kind of set them. You can hear them. If you have them in your roof, you'll hear them eating. Uh, yeah, they are a lot of feet, a lot of little pitter-patter sounds. Plus, there is, um, you can hear them. You can actually hear them chewing at the wood. You can hear them, you know, like pulling it up. So you'll there, there will be no doubt that you have something up there. They crawl up the wall, along the, so you just have to find where their paths are and put those big traps in there. They're pretty easy to catch. When they hit the Phoenix area, I don't know, this has to be six or seven years ago when, like, they became so prominent. They're extremely prolific, but they are slow, and they are stupid, and they do like to live high. So you can trap them live. Uh, you can use large, old-fashioned mouse traps. If you want to know what we have discovered, I mean, not only did we have to deal with the situation on our property— but when they became so prevalent, uh, I mean, we had to deal with it with lots of customers. Um, citrus with a little teaspoon of peanut butter on it. A wedge of citrus with a little peanut butter seems to be their death bait. You can get them to go into a live trap. You can get them into a mouse trap. You can get them into wherever you want with a little piece of citrus, spread a little teaspoon of peanut butter over top of that. You know, the, the interesting thing, too, is we thought we had it pegged where they were coming in. You know, we this may be a tip, Susan, for your sister, because uh, we just knew they were crawling up this tree and dropping in on the roof. But we had the Maricopa County vector come out. So if Susan, if she has a vector in her area that would come out, he walked around the house. He pegged that place in like two minutes, and it was actually at the bottom of the stucco. He was, They were crawling up through and we had just gotten a water softener so i had thought it was like water that's softener right, working right. in the in the wall but it was actually the little critters getting in there so roof rack getting an expert out there just to look at it uh is, is quite helpful and and once they've invaded a neighborhood it's literally it seems to be literally impossible to eliminate them because no matter how hard you work on your property your neighbor probably isn't going to work that hard. And in San Joaquin Valley, if you've got a garden, I mean, we had a pomegranate tree. Uh, it, it, was, it also proved, it was rat food. <laughs> it, it proved to be yeah. 
the main attractant in our yard. Uh, well, I've tried to kill that thing about four times already. Uh, and it's still, did you notice it's got fresh leaves? It's coming back again. I bet you I've, I've poured a gallon of root and stump killer on that tree over the course of the last four years, and it's still coming back. Okay. Well, the rats must be fertilizing. The, I don't the, know. The root ball is coming out this time. I'm not going to try and just poison it. But uh, if they've got a food source there, uh, it's going to be really, really tough. But, like I say, live traps, good bait. Um, keep your keep your property clear. I went actually knocked on neighbors' doors and said, "Do you have rats?" And they're like, "No, Jennifer, we don't have rats." But then, but, but about six months later, one of the neighbors called and said, "I apologize because we cleaned up a big heap in the backyard and they just came pouring out." So and they and, keep they, your and piles that neighbor up. just happened okay. to be across the yeah. wash. In yeah. our backyard adjoins their backyard, separated by a wash. So they so. ran from them and to us. So yes, just make sure did. you keep your yard picked up. So, Miss Susan, for your sister in San Joaquin Valley. I hope that helps. And again, you can always send her to our website, rosieonthouse.com. We have a search engine in there. And just type in roof rats and hit search. And you'll come up with every time we've written about it, every time we've talked about it on air. And I think we even did a one or two TV segments on it back in the day. All the information on roof rats will be delivered to you by use of the search engine on our website, rosieonthouse.com. Oh, boy. If you have any trouble, you can always call us during the week, too. This number, we are you will get a human being, some very nice human beings that answer the phone during the week as well. So if you get stumped and you think you don't want to wait till Saturday, give us a call. Or you can email us at info at rosieonthehouse.com. We are always available for you. How ironic. The one morning I opened the show talking about wanting to help people in Arizona, we get a call from someone wanting help in California. But that's fine. That's what we do. Uh, with my network of contractors throughout the country, we're regularly asked, do you know anyone in Minneapolis? Do you know anyone in Miami? Do you know anyone in the D.C. area? And many, many times I can put them in touch with someone that's trustworthy in those particular neighborhoods. We have a network of about 250 remodeling contractors that we meet with on a regular basis from all over the country. So... But I don't know anybody off the top of my head. It's always always worth asking. It's always worth asking. So I want to talk a little bit about all the things we do to become your best friend. One of the things we do is we publish a calendar every single year that's available to you for free. And it really is like a calendar with dates and pretty pictures of Arizona on it. But it's really a home ownership manual, okay? And it's great advice on how to regularly take care of things in, about, and around your house. It also tells you what topic we're going to be covering on any particular Saturday. And we have a few 2020 calendars left. And you say, well, the year's almost over. What would I do with a 2020 calendar? If you'll contact us with your address, we'll send you the 2020 calendar. And that will automatically put you on the list to receive the soon-to-be-off-the-press 2021 calendar. We distribute over 20,000 calendars a year by direct mail to people who have signed up and asked for them. And we distribute about another 20,000 a year at the various home shows and newspaper distribution uh, systems. And it does have the referral network printed in the back, so you always have it right at hand. So you always nice have the referral the network. along the bottom. It's just a great little tool. And the Rosie on the House Referral Network is 
the best of class in every category right there available for you. When we get back, I want to talk to you about some of the offers and coupons some of our partners are offering just exactly right now. Y'all stay tuned. You'll, you'll want to take advantage of some of these. You've got a home improvement dilemma? Give us a ring at 1-888-767-4348. When you hear the auto attendant, press 1. That's one rosie for you And we are here for you. I was mentioning earlier that it's our goal and our objective, and it has been uh, for almost the entire time we've been on the show. When I, when I was leaving the house the very first morning to do my very first Saturday morning radio show, Jennifer tapped me on the shoulder and she said, Now, Rosie, if you don't know an answer to a question, just say you don't know. And as I was driving down to the station, I thought, well, if I don't know, what am I going to do? And it came to me, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I know specialists in every area. I'm just going to give them the name. And like the very, one of the very first questions I ever got doing this program, I still remember her. It was from Sarah. And she asked me about bamboo floors. I didn't know a bamboo floor from a jet engine <laughs> and I said Miss Sarah uh, you're gonna have to call my friend Larry Houtman floor covering specialist and hopefully he can answer your question because I have no idea I've never put a bamboo floor in and that was in 1989 those first 88? calls were so funny you did everything yourself you would push the buttons and often you would hang up on people and many times quite, they don't exciting. let me, that's why they don't let me push the buttons anymore but we started to put this referral group together of trusted experts. And it, it absolutely pleases me to no end when I, got, when I get letters, and I get them all the time. But this letter in particular comes from GZ in Mesa. And he says, Rosie, we are giving a five-star rating for Liberty Greens. We never had a bad experience with any Rosie on the House recommended partner, which includes flooring, roofing, uh, Pella windows, and now artificial turf. This man has taught customer service excellent principles and skills to hospitals in Arizona for over 20 years. He says, I know what excellent customer service is. We talked to several artificial turf vendors and installers, including receiving project bids. We pride ourselves in having a beautiful lawn, and it became infested with grubs. We felt terrible. Then we find Raymond Lopez on your website of Liberty Greens and Scottsdale Weed Control. Can't say enough about Raymond Lopez. This was by far and away superior customer service to all other vendors we talked with. We'd be happy to share our experience with anyone considering installing artificial turf. Recommendation recommendation without reservation we give liberty greens a superior five-star rating so you say you'd be willing to share that with anyone asking well you just shared it with about sixty thousand people we appreciate the letter congratulations to ray lopez i haven't given in to artificial turf yet i still fight my tiff lawn but he has our tiff lawn looking this year as good as it ever looks so for weed control for turf consulting 
or for artificial turf, it's Ray Lopez, Scottsdale Weed, and Liberty Greens. I get those letters all the time from our partners. Let's see if we can go to the call. We have a couple people on hold. Let's see if we can squeeze in Miss Teresa real quick. Can we, can we bring Teresa into the conversation? Good morning, Teresa. Hi, Rosie. How what, are you? I, I'm great. I'm, I'm super fantabulous. How are you? I'm doing great. It's been a while since I've been down at the studio, a couple of months. Oh, yes. Okay, yes, yes, yes. What are you up to today? So I want to know, is it possible to put a solar tube to like a skylight if I have a tile roof? Absolutely. But you have to be very careful about the contractor you pick. And that's why I would introduce you to the man we were talking about last hour, Mr. Chip Marvin, Freelight. And you know what? I, a lot of times I can't remember a person's name or face, but his phone number at Freelight in 1982 was a number I committed to memory. That was before you had cell phones and before I had directories. Is it still the same number? It's still the same, 233-1981. <laughs> Call Chip at Freelight. Have him come out. You can absolutely have a skylight installed on a tile roof, but you just have to be very, very careful about who it is you got up there installing it but absolutely it's possible i love it when a client when a, when a homeowner asks me is it possible folks i can tell y'all anything is possible <laughs> anything is possible we've put three-quarter and full basements underneath existing homes anything is possible here for you there's a homeowner at Rosie on the house. You can give us a ring, one 767 4348 And uh, when the auto attendant answers, you just push one. And uh, our call screener, Miss Julia, this morning, who's graciously came in to help us out this morning, will pick the call up just like Teresa, find out your name, where you're calling, what your question is, and we'll get to you just absolutely as quick as we can. We've got several. Rosie on the House partners that are right now running specials just for Rosie on the House listeners. We've got chimney sweep specials. We've got Belgard Paver uh, Selection Center just opening. We've got statewide lighting offering special offers. We've got Clearco Window Company, Blue Sky Pest Control. We're going to cover some of those when we get back. In particular, the lessons on power washing from Josh Lawler. As a part of what we do here at Rosie on the House to become every Arizona homeowner's best friend is publish a weekly newsletter that highlights a do-it-yourself tip of something you might want to try yourself. And we're venturing out into some dangerous ground this particular Saturday when we're talking about power washing. So I wanted to bring somebody in that had the experience of, of working that power wand. So we brought in Josh Lawler from ClearCo window and carpet cleaning thanks a million for joining us josh glad to be here thanks for having me power washer in my mind is anything there's some residential models that you can get a thousand twelve hundred fifteen hundred psi but in my mind it's not a power washer yes you can get up to eighteen hundred two thousand two twenty five hundred psi in the hands of the homeowner that can be a dangerous tool it sure can but let's take the one thing 
most people would try and do themselves. Power wash that rough stucco wall before they're going to repaint it. Talk them through that. Power washing your stucco is one of the best applications. The opportunity is there to brighten up your house. There's a lot of dirt and dust built, especially in into a, a stucco surface, and you can really make that look a whole lot nicer. But when you bring out that power washer, uh, you can also do direct damage to that that surface of that stucco. So <laughs> all you're trying to do with power washing is apply enough pressure to the surface of the craggly old stucco surface to wash the dust and the dirt in, out, and back from behind all those tough places. All you should see is a little discoloration and dirt running down the wall. You shouldn't see sand and stucco blasting back at you. That's right. You want to make sure you're using a, a tip. They, they come in different angles. Uh, you want to make sure you're using a tip wide enough to get the, the surface wet with some pressure. But I tell our customers that think of it as, as a really heavy rainstorm that gave your house a shower sideways. So what do you do as you start approaching the dissimilar materials like the barge rafter or the bird blocking or the window or the window trim? You don't ever want to directly spray your windows with a pressure washer. If you sprayed the glass, that's really not the problem. It's, it's the connection between the glass and the frame and the frame and the and the stucco or, or whatever the side of the house is. But up in the rafters or even the underside of a, of a porch, you really want to think of it as a rinse. Definitely not trying to drive moisture into any wood product. If it's, exactly. If it's some loose and flaky paint that you're blowing off, blow it off. But you're not trying to pull anything out of the wood with your pressure washer. Exactly Back, back right. way off rinse it and and be good with it. Exactly right. Or a great idea, if you are looking to paint something, pressure wash it first. Your windows are going to get wet. You really must clean your windows afterwards because you're going to be using municipal water. Those calcium and other minerals, they do bond to that glass surface and affect the clarity of that window. When we do a house wash at ClearCo, we do a window cleaning with it. Well, the power wash prep for painting a stucco home is probably the number one thing most homeowners will try. If it's not the number one, then the number one thing is, okay, mom, let's get that driveway sparkling clean. And they just uh, they just dial it up and dial it down close. What what are your tricks to tell them on cleaning a driveway? Oh, I've seen I've seen so many times. I've walked up so many driveways and sidewalks where uh, someone uh, went to town on that driveway with their pressure washer. And but the reality is, the 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 surface of that concrete is made of the the smallest particles of concrete. And they're the weakest. So um, I, I, you see squiggly lines and back and forth lines yeah, on, yes, on concrete do. and sidewalks all the time. When you see that, you know that somebody pressure washed that wrong. One thing you can do is you can do some tests, test an uh, inconspicuous place and, you know, try some settings and see if it's doing damage to the concrete or not. So you have an idea moving forward the rest of your driveway and the rest of your sidewalk, you how close you can get. Those sweeping streaks and stains that you leave you really could be taking the cement cream yep. right off the top exposing the more porous concrete and creating a higher maintenance surface 
than the one you're trying to maintain yeah. right there. Yeah, it gets stained easier, looks bad even when it's clean, but harder to keep clean. All right, the other thing I see people do all the time, let's take down the sunscreens, let's power wash the sunscreens. It doesn't hurt your sunscreens to do that. The only thing is it's not going to be uh, an effective use of your time in most cases. It's going to be basically just as dusty as it was when you started, but with lines where wand got a little closer what you should do brush out that sunscreen front and back dry dry brush brush first step okay yep then get a a big sponge get some soapy water and work on them with that scrub them both sides of those sunscreens uh, with soapy water then once you're done just get your regular hose spray those things down rinse them down and let them dry and they're going to look the best that you can get them to look that way Well, Josh, we appreciate you coming in and giving the professional tips for those folks that want to try this themselves. Now, they may have been convinced that now they know exactly what they need to know to do it, but there's a lot of homeowners out there now convinced they want to hire somebody to come do this work for them. How would they get a hold of you, Josh? Uh, The fastest, easiest way, you can visit us at clearco.com. You can get a free instant quote as far as windows. There is an option on there for a house washing as well. And our phone number, 480-448-2888. Thank you, Josh. We appreciate that. There's just one of the things that we do is help you from making a mistake. And mistakes we've seen with power washing uh, are sometimes really, really bad. (laughs) Uh, because if you're like me, uh, you think uh, if a little something is a little good, then a whole lot of something's a lot better. So you, you max up the pressure, you dial it up all the way, and then you put the nozzle right up against the surface you're trying to clean, and you're just blowing good product off the face of your finished surface, whether it's a concrete driveway, the stucco. And one thing you never want to do, folks, one thing you never want to do, never power wash exposed masonry if you're one of the very lucky people that have a masonry home that hasn't been painted and it's left natural exposed masonry never ever power wash exposed masonry okay horrible thing to do you'll just what we when that needs to be cleaned we do what's called soda blasting but that's left to the professionals and fortunately, it only needs to be done about every 30 to 40 years. <laughs> so with that said, uh, Josh Lawler of Clearco Window and Carpet Cleaning is a Rosie certified partner. He came on this morning to help you all kind of learn how to do things yourself. He's also offering a special. You can find it in our calendar this month that he'll get four panes cleaned at your home for any whole house window cleaning job in Maricopa County. Great thing to do for the holidays. Now, one of the most asked questions we had this week is how do I get my gas fireplace prepped for the upcoming winter months? And so we've got a whole long answer to that. And I want to thank Miss Becky at Arizona Chimney Sweep and Duck Cleaning for helping us put that order together. She also is offering Rosie on the House Partners a special offer. $50 off. Any um, chimney cleaning, air duct, 
and dryer vent. Any of those services, $50 off if you mention Rosie. And she's not a gas fire specialist in that she can take care of the plumbing, but she is a fireplace inspection specialist with all of her technicians. They can sure take a look, make sure everything's clean and operating properly. And if you need to get in touch with somebody else, they can probably give you a big heads up. And then we have statewide lighting offering all the Rosie on the House partners any order of light fixtures, 20% off with the coupon promo code ROSIE or REINVENT. This topic of lighting has been very popular this um, month because I think the days are getting shorter and people are getting excited about it. But we've talked about indoor lighting with statewide lighting. We've talked about outdoor lighting. And then this week we talked about natural light. And uh, I got a call from Alan uh, and Ashley at Statewide Lighting. They said some one of your listeners actually drove up from Casa Grande. To, to place a light fixture order where they wanted to update their whole house. It is so great to go into a store and get to look around. We appreciate that more now than ever, but it beats the heck out of shopping online. Absolutely. So special offers for Rosie on the House listeners only. They're being offered either through the calendar or through our website at rosieonthehouse.com. Let's see if we can bring Miss Judy into the conversation who's patiently been holding to ask us a question. Good morning, Judy. What are you up to today? Good morning. I'm just sitting and listening to all your wonderful information you have to offer. Thank you. Thank you. But I do have a question. Okay. Uh, regarding putting laminate, putting laminate down on tile floor. Okay. Do I have to have under something between the laminate and the tile? Yes. Now, tell me, is this, is this Pelotop? Or sautia tile, or is it very, very flat tile? It's very flat tile. Okay, that'll help. That'll make a big difference. And, and Judy, where in Arizona are you? Uh, North Phoenix. Okay. I-17 and Thunderbird. Okay. Well, um, we've got two flooring experts in the Maricopa County area. We've got Bram Flooring. Uh, that in particular services your part of the valley. And, of course, in the East Valley, we've got Vaughn Payne at East Valley Floors. They could certainly come and take a look at it for you and say, if you're going to do laminate, here are a couple things you need to know over the top of that tile. There are some special things and considerations you're going to need to make as it relates to baseboard and cabinet toe kick and door sweeps and things like that that you may not know unless you've done it a couple hundred times. But... Get one of the Rosie Certified Flooring guys there just to visit with you about all the things you need to think about. But yes, you can lay laminate flooring on top of good, sound ceramic tile. We did have Bram Flooring on the broadcast with us on August 4th. And if you go to our website and look under blog, uh, it's called, um, the article is New and Improved Luxury Vinyl Flooring. So that'll give you a little head start on, on what to think about in moving forward with that. And the options now are really fun. That's another thing I want. Skylights, flooring. <laughs> yeah, help me. <laughs> no. I'm getting the I wants. No, no the help me. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Let's see, some clear story windows, uh, a couple of skylights, some new I'm, flooring. I'm feeling painting. a long road trip coming up, Gary. <laughs> That's why you travel so much. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling a I really long, busy. really long road trip. The Trioso looking pretty good <laughs> yeah. right now. <laughs> I, it may... It may be longer than that. It may, it may be Portland, Maine. <laughs> <laughs> 
there and back slowly. Like a lobster sandwich up there, at least. Yeah, mm, slowly go. in a convertible this fall season, taking in all the beautiful fall colors of the far northeast. So, uh, hope that helps, Miss Judy. Absolutely, that can be done. Boy, we've got a lot of takeaways from today's show, and uh, I don't even know where to start to start recounting them. Uh, well, we've got that great seed up with Greg Peterson, Urban Farm, that we covered in the eight o'clock hour, and his vision of getting you know ten thousand seed savers and harvesters uh, just in the Phoenix metro area. Where you and and during that interview, you were telling me that we've actually got some of those seeds in our refrigerator. Yeah, they're supposed to last forever. I um, have a. I reached out to Greg because several people said, well, how do we get them this year? It's going to differ with COVID. Yes, that's so right. I have a phone number for you for Greg Peterson of the Urban Farm if you're interested in the great seed out this year. 602-248-9256. And I'll throw the so, website up there again. Yeah. It's greatamericanseedup.org. Thank you. Well, one of the takeaways I got from that segment this morning is uh, they discovered a palm tree we haven't seen in a thousand years. But they found the seed. But right? they found the seed and planted it. How fun is that? And it grew. Yeah. Now that's that's uh, that's durable. That is. Romy <laughs> said you wouldn't find a cell phone a thousand years from now and be able to do anything with it. Isn't that incredible? Really, that it would still make a tree. It 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 really is stored in a clay pot buried underground mm-hmm. for a thousand years. And you've got some of the. Uh, Na- yeah. Native American uh, Anasazi beans. Anasazi yeah, beans. Seeds. Yeah, can't wait to plant them. So that's part of our winter garden this year. Mm-hmm. Excited about that. And winter is coming. Oh, baby, I can tell. You have to get up early. <laughs> and Shorter and, days help. Yeah, the shorter days do help. And boy, that that uh, getting up to read on the back patio now at 5, 530, you got to turn a light on. I like it. Yeah, I mean, I like I'm just it. wanting to put a sweater on, but that's not quite here yet. No, not quite. So we had the great American seat up in the 8 o'clock hour. In the 9 o'clock hour, we talked about light, light, and light. And like you say, this has been a very popular topic over this past month. It's been fun to do. It's kind of inspiring. You know, you just don't realize how important it is. You start thinking about, yeah, yeah I would like to. And when you start looking around, you, I'm so bad at our house, I don't even realize when the lights blow out. But <laughs> you always catch them. But I think I'm going to know now because I like it. I won't, I won't say anything you, about you. I can you tell you're contemplating. No. <laughs> Oh, you're going to tell me I leave all the lights on in the house. That's what you're going to well, say. Not That's all. why they blow out. Not, yeah. <laughs> We'd get twice the duration of light bulbs if when people left the house, they would turn some light bulbs off. <laughs> you and your mom left the house the other day, and I came home. And uh, I think I had to turn off seven light circuits through the house. <laughs> Just say it. Just say it. All right, we're going to go out strong, the final segment of Rosie on the House. You know what's exciting? The staycation is back. It is. It is. The first winter, uh, we've kind of got them stacked up right now, but one that's uh, rescheduled is for Little America. They're headed up this weekend and just going to enjoy the pines. Great time to make a reservation up there and catch the fall colors that are bound to come. Always one of our favorite places to stay in Flagstaff. Um, Jennifer and I actually were in Little America on our honeymoon. We were. It's just lovely. Yeah. It's even lovelier now. It's got all kinds of nice places to walk around the grounds. Uh, great, you know, you can have events there. You could actually have a wedding there if you wanted to. And then lots of places to visit close by, including one of our favorites, Lowell Observatory. Lowell Observatory is fun. 
um, we were there, I think, when the place was brand new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and when we get to Flagstaff, it still remains one of our favorite places to stay. And I think when people go to Flagstaff, one of the most underrated directions you can go. I mean, you can go northwest to the Grand Canyon. Uh, you can go over and have a great time on Route 66 over in Williams. You can do Lowell Observ- Observatory. You can do Reardon Mansion right in downtown Flagstaff. But when you go east and northeast, when you go up to the Colorado River, little Colorado Grand Falls, when you go over to Meteor Crater, when you go over to Painted Desert, Petrified National Forest, Second Mesa or Ribe, uh, those are just some of my favorite little getaway places to go in the great state of Arizona. And just a little bit east is Satchmo's. You can go have lunch at Satchmo's. You can have lunch and you can go back and have dinner. It's really good. Jennifer, the barbecue snob of Arizona, rates Satchmo's is absolutely the number one barbecue location in the whole state. Little Miss Barbecue, man, that's a little little bit of a competition now, but good choices. Okay, so Satchmo's. So uh, the Arizona Staycation, we've never postponed it. People have been registering for it every month, and we've been pulling winners every month. But many of the lodging facilities and many of the winners have asked, may I May I put this off until things return a little bit more to normalcy? And we absolutely allowed that. I think they all rescheduled this month, too. They, they yeah, they go, did. They're, they're going out. We're keeping Mr. John Pratt busy over there. Yes, Time we for are. Your, you get to pick up a car from the demo lot at Sanderson Ford, and then you get to take it for two or three days and just get out there and get back. He's very flexible about letting you get back and he return when you can. He, he, has been, he has worked so hard to make sure that you have a good time. He has been very, very flexible. We appreciate him for that. The Arizona Staycation, there's only one place you can register for it in the entire world, and that's on our website, rosyonthehouse.com. We pick a winner one a month and we put you in a sanderson ford vehicle of your choice to road test for three or four days we arrange for the lodging uh, and give you a travel card and a gift uh, basket from coyote odies and arizona highways sibley's west sibley's west Uh, so we try and make it a memorable arizona adventure for you and your loved ones available only at rosie on the house with the registration for the staycation Again, I'd like to thank all the participants that made today today's show super great. Greg Peterson, the urban farmer and the great seed up. I'd like to thank Chauncey Meyer and how he helped us put together the article on natural outdoor lighting and how to bring it inside. You'll find the, the blog on our website and in your newsletter. And also uh, the Daily Star has uh, a Q&A for, for that same topic with Chauncey. Chauncey Meyer, architect. Operating out of Tucson, Rosie Certified Architect. I've always appreciated our relationship with him. As well as Chip Marvin, the free light and skylight uh, installation specialist up in Maricopa County. Pella Windows, of course, if you bring in light into your house, you got to make sure and control the heat and the UV rays. We just had, a, and, and Josh Lawler, teaching people how to use a pressure washer. We covered it all today, and that's what we do every Saturday morning. Don't get scared. We'll be back next Saturday morning, 8 to 11.